0: everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it because we are joined by my friend the one the only miss allison dubois thank you i'm so happy
3: to be here
0: i'm so i mean i was just saying like is this what it is is this what our lives are i mean we like text we talk but is this Like I really, I, I do this with friends. I'm like, man, it's like, is this what it's come to? If we want to have like a good full discussion, we do it on air. This is, it says a sad state of affairs for me, not, (laughs) not for you or anyone else.
3: It's a relationship. It's okay. It's a friendship. (laughs) I'm
0: glad you're here though. I mean, Before we get into all of these things and that have just happened, we just thank you for watching. Hopefully it wasn't too much torture. You just watched the second episode of Real Housewives at Beverly Hills for your homework, as you say, to come on this podcast.
3: I'm not going to lie. It's not easy to watch. The commercials are easier to watch.
0: You got to just do something else at the same time.
3: Yeah. So, you know, just watching the women... It's so difficult because a lot of them seem to, you know value themselves on a very high level. Um, but aside from that, Indo seems like very set up scenarios, and it just doesn't come across as being uh, genuine.
0: This is like it's gonna be an interesting season. A lot of people so far are saying like snooze fest. Like yeah. a lot of people are loving it, but a lot of people are like, you know, I hate to say it like where is Rena? Like that's what a lot of people are saying. I <laughs> yeah. mean
3: I don't blame them. And you know, watching Maurizio. Sorry, I mean I that's how I pronounce his name because I just don't care. But um him on Dancing with the Stars totally broke the stereotype of Latin men being able to dance. My dad was Miguel Gomez. So I'm half Latin and he was a professional ballroom dancer and I grew up in his dance studio. So I just assumed, you know, they all were sort of, you know, suave and cool and knew how to move. But I watched him dancing just out of entertainment and for my own information and, That is not the case.
0: Well, now he has voted off. This was his week. He's gone. Yeah. I think that really this whole thing with Kyle and like the scandal and just what's, I mean, it did help them stay because he, I agree that he shouldn't have been here this long.
3: I just don't think that is a coincidence. I think everything they do is for ratings and to further their careers.
0: You do? You think this whole thing is? Because I mean- I really have to say, I'm not sure what to, you know, there's been a lot of headlines recently that people are like, this is fake. This is fake. I don't know anymore. You really think this whole thing is set up. I lived
3: in Beverly Hills. Um, I guess Kyle doesn't actually, she lives outside of it or something, but like, whatever. Um, I saw what I mean publicity there is gold that's their lifeline it's the blood in their veins it's what keeps their sort of their engine moving so the fact that they had this huge press release about their separation this summer on my daughter's birthday on the 4th of July it's like thank you um Just really speaks to that, and the timing—you can only believe in coincidences for so long before you look at it and say, "This looks premeditated."
0: So, I mean, do you think they are completely fine? Like this marriage is fine, and this is all just let's go through the motions? Because that's a lot.
3: First of all, can I just say I wish I had a poker face because I definitely can't hide how I feel. I have a very uh, reactionary um, set of facial features. (laughs) You and Um, me both. (laughs) So I think that with them in particular, when I read her 13 years ago, and I had never met her, I didn't know who she was, whatever. It was the first season of Housewives of Beverly Hills. So there was nothing to watch to see what the vibe was, to know what it was going to be like. I was just there for my friend at the time, Camille. So for, she was so hungry at the time to be wealthy and adored. And she worked really hard to get to a place where she had some fame and she has the money and good for her, you know, she got her money. But even back then, when I was saying that, I was saying it off the cuff because it's just what was coming to me. I didn't write that down ahead of time. I didn't know anything about her life, but I will say a couple of years after that, I mean, I've, I've met people, I know a lot of people and I just don't believe they've been happy for a long time. It really killed me in the episode where she kept saying that the two of them were always on the same page that this is the first time this year is the first time that they've never not been on the same page. And that is absolute bullshit. Like I know that.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, listen, I didn't expect, I mean, I know you had this reading, you had nothing to go on, but I certainly didn't expect 13 years later for, you know, your name to come out of Andy Cohen's mouth on watch what happens Right. I mean,
3: yeah, I mean, that was something. It's like, thank you, Andy. But it was interesting because Kyle, if you watch her face and her body language in the beginning of that episode, which I had just left the TV on. So I wasn't even paying attention. I was just texting and talking to my daughter and I heard my name come out of his mouth and my head like snapped. I'm like, what? So I heard him bring me up to her. And you see her demeanor completely change. And she becomes disheveled in that moment. And I just find it so interesting, the power of me, that just hearing my name was unsettling to her. So one would have to ask themselves, why would everything about you, your energy, your facial expressions change when you hear a name, if They're attached to something that you knew wasn't true. And you could say to yourself, we're happy. We, you know, you were wrong. Uh, it, It wasn't accurate, whatever. But she didn't do that. I kept waiting for her just to say, you know, Allison was right. She read it right. But we're working on it. And it would have gone away. But she didn't do that. She keeps using it because... They're so boring that there's not a lot of episodes for them to have that sort of a catalyst moment to refer to that gets viewers to watch. This is about ratings.
0: Yeah. I mean, her demeanor did seem to change. I mean, I think you have a valid point. Like if you look, people say things about me all the day, right? If they're right. completely false, right? Th- I don't even need that. I laugh. right? And let's just throw everything in like the kitchen sink. That's, like, it. that's like me it saying to
3: you, oh my God, I saw you looking at that hot girl. You totally want her like a mean girl scene. You know, you totally want her. Like she wants you to like, you want her, but that would be ridiculous. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, I would be case. like, okay, right. sure. uh, she's not my type, not, not into it, not feeling it. But instead of having that reaction, Kyle reacted in a very hyperbolic way.
0: Why do you think? Cause like, look, there's so many things that are said about her by so many people. Why you like, even if it is true, everyone else is saying it and you're announcing there's a separation and there's things. And so we're like, okay, people get separated and divorced. Like it's not like a right, failure. Who cares?
3: Right. It happens. I think because um, the truth hurts and her reaction has to do with something that she just doesn't want the public to know because she feels like it makes her look bad. And one would have to ask themselves if marriages end every day and housewives, real housewives at home that are watching the show understand that. Why, what is she defending? What is she worried about people seeing that wouldn't fit into her perfect scenario? There's obviously something more.
0: I would make a joke about it. I'd be like, okay, well, where is Allison? I like should have listened to her 13 years ago. This could have saved me 13 years. Like I would, that would be me. I mean, it's, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, it's yeah. true. Joke's on me. Like, okay, let's move on now. She should have called me. We could have had a martini
3: and like cashed it out. I could have given her some way forward advice. Um, but that really wasn't what she was worried about. I I think she's always worried about the castle being threatened.
0: Why do you? Yeah. yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like the money or
3: the money, the family, all of it, her idea of what she wanted her life to look like and what's actually happening behind the scenes uh, being counter to that vision that she has.
0: The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu.
2: This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndaCloud. Head over to intocloudco spring24. That's co.com to snag 30% off your first order.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
2: Go to your happy place for a
1: happy price. Go to your happy price, price line.
0: I've been so honest with you guys over the past year about my struggle with my weight. And I'll admit it for me, eating is an emotional experience. When I get stressed out and whatever with this job, I turn to food for comfort. And that's why when I heard of Noom, it made so much sense to me because Noom helps manage weight through a psychology-based approach. They understand that a lot of us eat for emotional needs. So many weight loss programs that I tried focused on what I ate, but Noom is using science to help me understand why I eat. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Noom's psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easy to maintain. The best part, you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. How awesome is that? Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Everyone's been asking me why I'm in such a good mood lately, and that got me to thinking, and I think the answer really is because I haven't been sick or dizzy from motion sickness in a really long time, and that's because of relief band. I've had relief band forever, but I used to forget it or leave it at home all the time. No more. Relief band goes everywhere I go. When it comes to nausea, you have to have relief band. Honestly, it's the number one anti-nausea wristband that quickly relieves and effectively prevents nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, which I have, anxiety, migraines hangovers. It's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and has zero side effects. Now when I'm in an Uber and there's that stop-and-go traffic, I'm like, keep it up, buddy. I don't care because I have on my relief band. And what I love best about relief band, you don't have to over-plan for nausea relief or dose up six hours before a trip. Just bring your relief band and you're good to go. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code VELVET, you'll receive 20 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R E L I E F B A N D.com and use promo code velvet for 20% off plus free shipping. Why does she keep, she said it on watch what happens. Why does she, when you, and you collapse back this whole thing of like, she says, you asked her, you know, and you said that night, you know, like, Oh, this is your second marriage. Okay. So you're not going to get a divorce. She keeps referring to that. Right.
3: Well, the thing that I had the problem with is she keeps misquoting me and she keeps saying that I said divorce. And what I said was, I said a lot of things, but the last thing I had said was, when your kids are bigger, you'll have nothing in common. Yeah. That's not that terrible a thing to say. And that just seemed to eviscerate her And she equated it with divorce and she's like, oh, she must be picking up on Camille. She can deflect and say that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not going to make it true. Camille and Kelsey were already having problems. I knew that because I knew them both very well. So when she says that, it's deflecting. And if you're in a courtroom, this is a tactic that you look for that indicates that you're getting too close to the truth so when she did when she does that when she still repeats it even though i keep correcting her when she misquotes me it's like i know you know every word that i said i know you've memorized the moment you've memorized the feeling stop misquoting me that's it be accurate
0: well, and I don't even know if you know this, but she, she was on, I don't know what the timeline of when this happened, but she was on Kelly Clarkson. Do you know this? And it, it, Kelly Clarkson well, go and find this afterwards. Kelly. Cl- okay. I, I haven't told you this yet. Kelly Clarkson, actually, she didn't bring up your name, but she's brought up the medium from the dinner party from hell. Obviously. Do you think
3: she actually did that without Andy's prompting? I mean, let's be real. Andy's the puppeteer. He's pulling all the strings. Every interview that's set up, the answers, the questions, all of that is already there. So you think
0: on like the Kelly Clarkson show, like that Andy had something to do with like, make sure you ask this question.
3: What network is that on? I'm just not sure. I don't watch it.
0: I'm not, I don't know if it's NBC. I, I will
3: say this. Andy has a very far reach in television because TV isn't what it used to be. It doesn't have all of the heavy hitters and the great television shows, the the solid writing, it doesn't have that anymore. So it's all off the cuff and who you know. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was the case or if the questions were laid out to her of what Kyle wanted asked.
0: It might. I think it's NBC or Fox. I think it's okay, one of those. Okay,
3: NBC is under the same yeah. umbrella. Is the umbrella over Bravo? So- Just saying.
0: It's either that or Fox because CBS is Drew Barrymore. So it's not that. Well, she said the same thing again. I mean, why you though? Why do you think she's so bothered by you? Because I
3: told the truth and people heard it and people keep asking her about it. And she just wants to uh, be able to continue with the facade that she's happy. But she doesn't do a very good job of that on Housewives as of what I've watched last week and this week. For you, Um, they're starting to show the cracks in the storyline of reality television in the show. Probably because she started getting some support online from people, and they're like, "Oh, this isn't detrimental. It's okay to do this, but we have to give her something that makes her interesting." Without the Maurizio triangle of them separating, and then me as sort of that catalyst in that situation uh, of what was said in the first season ha- think about this it's been 13 years how many times has she brought my name up or had it brought up she needs me i don't need her i'm good i do readings i write books i have my podcast, The dead life i'm good so i'm happy i'm content I wish she would find that for herself and lose my name out of her mouth. Like, keep my name out of your mouth. I don't need it. And I don't like being tied to her. But I have to respond after she misquotes me publicly on national television because it's my accuracy. And I worked very hard for that in mediumship. And I don't need her out there saying things that aren't true. Even if she was right, which she's not, it's still not that big of a deal for me. I could recover from that. It's her. She needs my part in the whole dynamic of the relationship. Otherwise, she has nothing to go on talk shows about and really talk about because the episodes are flat.
0: So if you don't think this is, if you think it's publicity, but yet they haven't been happy for a long time which those rumors I would agree with that those rumors are out there
3: Perez Hilton knows that too he knows what's up
0: Perez brought it up Mm. Do you think now, like, cause to me, uh, this is just me and maybe I'm wrong. This all seems like they, cause they did pick cameras back up when this happened. They added, the season of, was done. Of like, course they did. That well, I, scene. And it seems like these are fake scenes. Like to okay, me, that scene with Mauricio seems so fake. Can't,
3: can't you hear them saying, okay, this season is boring. We need something. I'm just saying it all like and some people are willing to forfeit their lives if they're getting paid for it it, to pick the cameras back up and um, sort of act out what's going on in their life. Maybe it's only a small part of their life that they exaggerate for the story story storylines, but um, she definitely is in it for the security and the money that she didn't have.
0: So you think when they said this season's boring, she said, This is where we're going? Hey, I've got an idea. And do you think Mauricio is then in on this idea or she's just I, like... I think
3: it's I think it's out of their hands now. I think it's actually becoming real. And I think it's why Mauricio looks so surprised in the last couple of episodes when she'll push back at him it looks very authentic where he looks confused because I think they've been able to follow a storyline up until this season. And now it's not going according to plan. It's, it's off the cuff, but it's her controlling that. It's her saying the things that's causing his reaction. So I think she's actually throwing in some of the truth, testing him I think she felt in love for a long time and I think this is her way, kind of like a small child would do, to negative attention seek, to cast something out there and see if he cares. So you're seeing some of the real stuff, I think, unfold in front of the camera, but how do people hold on for months watching a show to get a glimpse of reality when they have it at home? I don't get it.
0: Right. Like you're saying like this, there have been problems for all of this time. And this really yeah. is the real Kyle Mauricio and right. he's reacting kind of like, wait, like we yeah. are, were so good at like,
3: yeah, we didn't talk. Pretending. About this before. Right, right.
0: Like this yeah. is our real life. When did you tell me we're going to put our real life on here? Like, shh, like this is not us. We like smile for the cameras.
3: Right. And then when she had said, I gave him the master bedroom because it was more masculine. It's like, well, then girl, change that and put him in the smaller room. (laughs) That's a power play. You know, you you feel like she feels like it's her house. She knows she the money came from her on many levels. And I don't want to get into too many details, but I'm very sure that Kathy Hilton's husband's uh, clients were of great benefit. To Maurizio in his business, and it's a lot of the tension that's underlying between Kathy and Kyle that people don't really seem to realize is part of the riff.
0: Yeah, because people know that story. I mean, Maurizio was at Hilton and Highland, and he left, and he started the agency. And right, like it's family, but I don't think you—it's really not just get that, though. that. There,
3: there's more to that, like. There's more. There were things purportedly that came up missing in Kathy's husband's office that had to do with uh, all of the details of the clients that the agency didn't become big until that that information had been acquired uh, by him and Kyle. I think he and Kyle should be together. I think they're cut from the same cloth and i I just it's hard to feel bad. I mean, they got into it together to make money later. We're on the same team when the show came along. I think it benefits both of them professionally, and that's what they're cashing in on right now. Good for them, but it comes with a price that's not monetary
0: right and I assume Kathy, you know with all this stuff if stuff just goes missing or you acquire information right you don't necessarily get over that if it's against your husband
3: right right and i watched last week and i i had to watch i watched the reunion because i don't watch it so i needed to sort of see the culmination of last season and i was watching it and i thought well kathy is super cold like she came across as very aloof And um, dismissive and disconnected, Uh, but I know the backstory too. So I understood because the totality of the information of why Kathy is angry isn't part of the show.
0: It's still warm enough in the northeast to run outside, even though it's November. So I was running outside the other morning, and there wasn't any clouds in the sky. Then out of nowhere, it started raining, and then there was a torrential downpour, and I came home soaked. From head to almost toe. True story, guys. But my feet were actually dry because I had on my Vessies. Vessies are 100% waterproof shoes. Rain, snow, slosh, even mud, your feet and socks will stay completely dry. It's not just that they're waterproof, they are so freaking comfortable. I seriously never want to take them off. Vessies look so good. You don't just have to wear them in the rain or out. I mean, I actually wear them with regular everyday outfits when I go out at night. And now if it rains, all I need is an umbrella. My shoes and feet stay completely dry. Thanks to Vessi. So what are you waiting for? Replace your unsightly rain boots with a pair of everyday knit sneakers that look amazing, feel great, and still offer complete weather protection for your feet. So head to Vessi.com slash velvet and get yourself a pair today. Just go to Vessi.com slash velvet. That's V-E-S-S-I.com and get 15% off your first order. Is anyone out there trying to hire for their business on their own? I remember those days that it was like pulling teeth. But listen, I am here to tell you I can take all that pain away, and the only thing you need is Indeed. Indeed has changed my life and has made hiring for this podcast so much easier. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. I no longer spend hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills. Indeed has streamlined the process for me through powerful hiring tools and has matched me with qualified candidates, candidates. I've hired editors, proofreaders, PR, marketing, ad salespeople, all for this podcast using Indeed. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash velvet. Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash velvet. Just go to indeed.com slash velvet and support the show by saying you heard about it on this podcast indeed.com slash velvet terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed right God forbid the real dark stuff ever come onto the reality right. show which is what the people actually want to know and see right. it's not going to happen
3: right and that's just that's my perspective that's my opinion.
0: I mean, speaking of the reunion, I'm sorry. One of the best lines ever is when she told Lisa Rinna, you're the biggest bully in Hollywood. I mean, it's, I'm sorry. Love Rinna, hate Rinna. It's just, Uh it's classic. It's classic.
3: I feel bad for Rinna in a way. And I know that she was made to be the villain, but I don't think that the viewers are maybe fully grasping that the episodes and seasons without a villain are flat. And so the villain is very important. I mean, I've been that villain for season one and continue to be because Kyle keeps breathing life into it. So Rina actually was one of the most important people on the show and she left. And I think that was wise on her part because her mother died and she was trying to heal from it. And you can't heal on a show like that when you've lost someone but don't be surprised if down the road in future seasons, they don't pay her a whole bunch of money to come back because they need the villains. Kyle doesn't want to be the villain because she always wanted adoration from others. She wants fans and she can't get that if she's a full on villain. So I don't think you'll ever see her be that because she'll make sure they spend the publicity to somehow make her look good or the storyline to fit the narrative of what she wants her life to be.
0: I agree with that. And I mean, I think people don't realize, like, I'm not saying Rinna's innocent, but you also don't realize you're getting a pat on the back by producers. You're being told like, good girl, like this is yeah. great. You know, it's like you're being led in that direction.
3: Yeah. Um, rinna was an actress i used to watch her back in the day days of our lives really loved her i think she played belly i think yeah I think that was the character's name
0: that was her name and
3: she's very beautiful she seems to be happy with harry in her marriage um she's already winning it's like just take the win and walk away because shows like this can't do anything but fully destroy relationships and i think a lot of the women that come on the show their relationships are already weak. And I saw that with Camille. So the women go on the show thinking that it's going to do something for their career and they'll have their own voice. And, and maybe it does do that, but the men that are behind the scenes often have a motive in wanting them to be busy and be away they're doing something else. There's something else going on. And I, I did see this with Kelsey because he had that whole other affair that was culminating dating. at that time. And he wanted Camille out of the way and distracted. So I ask people who watch the show to close your eyes and listen to the words and sort of feel what you are picking up on. When you're hearing them talk to each other as husband and wife with Kyle and Maurizio, I watched them tonight and it was kind of difficult, but it was interesting because Kyle, if she was playing a chess game, she played it in a very uh, sleek way because she told her mother-in-law about tattoos, sort of testing the waters, seeing what she would think about her son being tainted as if he had tattoos. Now, most of us could give a shit, you know, we don't care. But his mother is very obviously straight laced and that's like, no, no for her. And it seemed like an opportunity for Kyle to deflect her mother-in-law's ire that she was focusing on Kyle getting the tattoos and saying, well, guess what? Your son's not so great. He did the same thing. Why is it any different? So it just seemed interesting that when somebody comes for her and calls her out, she throws somebody else under the
0: bus. Yeah, that's like a good point. So what I think cracks of reality are getting in there. I mean, do you think this is over between these two? Because I mean, to me, it seems over. But what do I know?
3: Okay, here's the thing. If they stayed together, it would be for the money. It's it's so that they don't have to separate it. Maybe they're stronger together because Maurizio, without the show, his business will lose steam. And he knows that. We all know that. If you're attached to a reality show, it's like a big infomercial. And Kyle knows if she loses Maurizio, as part of her life and scenario that she has no storylines. See, you think will stay beneficial. Um, You know, here's the thing when I was doing, when I was pulling her energy and reading her at the dinner table, first of all, I didn't want to be bothered. I asked her to leave me alone and she would not do that. She was very abrupt and rude and demanding, but whatever. And, With the between the two of them trying to make money and build their empire, I think they feel like there's a it's a good um, price to pay for maybe happiness. Maurizio he gets his gratification in ways where he can control the situation, and I just know some of what's gone on behind the scenes over the last decade you know, with him. So men like to be in control, which I thought it was interesting with Dorit. And I don't want to draw her aggravation to me. I'm just commenting on the episode. But the whole pretty woman scene, and her and PK, PK kept using the word control, that she likes to control things that she's controlling. And as somebody who's you know, profiled criminals before that kept standing out to me as though he might like somebody that he can control. And maybe that's not Dore. So i I just found that really interesting. It's just an observation.
0: Oh, uh, what did you, what, what do you think of Jory and PK? Because they're now that pretty woman scene was a little cringeworthy to me personally.
3: I think I don't think she would have actually cared about what he did for her if there wasn't a camera there and everybody else was seeing it. I think she wants everybody else to see how much he loves her, which is something Kyle did in the beginning where she'd set up scenarios to show and and almost exaggerate how much he loves her. And I always find with couples that are trying to hold it together, it's all about perception it's how people see them. So I was a little worried about Dorit and PK in that moment because it seemed like a bit of overkill, like love overkill, um, right? In what he was doing for her to make her feel special. I think most housewives who are in love with their husband, and we, you know, even though we're doing dishes and laundry and the regular things that most housewives do we feel lucky because we know we married that one person we want to have every breakfast lunch and dinner with we want to spend every christmas with them they're the person that um, speaks to our soul and we don't need the flashy nuances and displays of affection to feel loved and i think in having lived in beverly hills and having seen this I think a lot of the people that go that are kind of over the top with love bombing, even though they're already married, tend to um, be doing it for other people's sake.
0: Well, it's the same thing, like on Instagram, the couples, I mean, there are people post all day about how happy they are. And I call bullshit on all this. Right,
3: right. Yeah. So I think a lot of your viewers are going to understand what I'm saying there in that If you're truly happy, you don't have to try so hard to convince everybody
0: else. Or put anything on social media. I never put anything personal on social media ever. I just don't. I mean, every now and then I'm like a little bit, but not really.
3: You know, for me, because Medium was based on the family and a love story, I do from time to time, but as you'll see, I don't saturate it with us. We just had our 30th anniversary. I put like a picture from dinner that we had. Up. Yeah.
0: Like stuff like that. It's like, I put like where I'm yeah. having dinner. Yeah. Or like, or yeah. Whatever.
3: There weren't walls of roses and violinists in the picture posing for the picture with lighting and, uh, you know, music set to the scene. And it, I could have fun and a good, I could have a good time with my husband in a paper sack with a can of beer. Like he's just, he's just that guy. He's funny. And so I don't really need to flash uh jewels that are sort of reminiscent of the most famous and fabulous hooker of all time from pretty woman (laughs) to to feel special but i have to say her jewelry was amazing it was eye-popping so it was amazing it it was... was amazing just gorgeous Do you
1: believe,
0: because like they're all the headlines about them too now that they're separated, they're having problems. They made a statement to People Magazine, we're fine, we're choosing to work on our marriage, we had a tough year. Like, do you get what vibes do you get from them? Do you think they really are now lying and putting out this statement? Or are they really okay? Because this is all out there now.
3: There could be a little of both involved because when I was watching them together, one of the things Joe always does is he reaches out and puts his hand on top of mine. And so when we're at a dinner table, especially for an anniversary, he's always just sort of we're fixated on each other, looking at each other. And they seemed like they were checking boxes in their head. That's just my take. Um, I wasn't seeing a lot of sincerity. And if you read into some of the words that each of them were using, he kept using the word controlling that she's Hmm. controlling, that she needs control. And for her, it almost seemed like she was following a script in her head of saying the right things and how she wanted it to come off. And I'm not faulting her for it. I mean, she's basically an actress. I mean, reality shows, the people on it are acting on a very high level, just not very well. (laughs) So I would say that I could see him looking over his shoulder in the scene, which is something you don't really do when you're immersed in the person that you're with because it's your special day. I don't know. It seemed a little disingenuous to me, but that's just me.
0: Well, also like, it is funny how this separation is announced. Like to your point, the first day of the new season, like I, and even the scene last week where her and Kyle were having dinner and they started talking about Dorit's marriage. I'm like, this scene doesn't seem like it's in place to me either. This seems like it was shot like yesterday.
3: Right. Yeah. And Dorit bringing it up to Kyle in the car. How's your marriage? Is everything okay? It's that we know you so well. Um, was adding fuel to the fire of this story.
0: So- Another fake scene. Like, I I don't believe that these scenes were just in the lost footage. Mm-hmm. And now we re it. I believe everything with Kyle's marriage and Doreet's marriage was yeah. thrown in when they said, okay, we have nothing here.
3: It's why people get so angry that watch reality TV. They They're infuriated by the scenes where somebody throws a drink or flips a table over or... Call somebody an asshole for being an asshole and they get upset about it, but they secretly love it because there's something sincere about it in that moment that they believe it and they feel it. It's Reality television is a very interesting animal and the people that watch it are interesting as well. I think a lot of them like to mentally tune out and it makes them feel better about their lives, which is great. But it's like a soap opera. It's what soap operas were in the 80s, 70s, 80s, where they were just everything. And every housewife watched soap operas folding laundry and everybody knew the same characters. Now you have reality shows where you've got real people acting out scenes that are sort of ripped from the soap opera scripts of the cheating and the affairs and the divorce and falling in love again and now I I like girls and they just keep switching gears and they're trying to figure out how to up the ante. And I think that's what we saw this summer with Kyle. And if it worked for Kyle and Maurizio, the whole separation thing, I guess don't be surprised if every couple on the show ends up separated because the ratings go up and you're tuning in to see what happens. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a reality show Spectator usually, unless it's uh, I do watch Unfaithful. Have you watched that? With now, I have with um, Tammy Roman, and I think she's a basketball. I think she's a basketball wife or something like that. But she basically busts people who have been cheating on their significant other, and I think that's more real because you see the responses. You're like, oh yeah, he's busted. (laughs) It's and she
0: was on the Real World way back. I, she was. Yeah, yeah she was yeah. on.
3: I find it incredibly entertaining just to see the realness of it. And she seems to be like very straightforward a person. And I appreciate people that don't edit themselves and are sort of strong women. And I see a lot of editing going on on the show. And it almost seems like they're asking women to walk a line between being powerful and strong and submissive to one another as friends when they've stepped out of line so they go on these trips together there becomes a storyline where somebody gets in a big fight and then another friend from there um, arranges a lunch so they can talk and then a drink gets thrown in someone's face and the fight continues it just seems sort of predictable at this point
0: Well, to your point about ratings that you just said, I mean, they've had the highest ratings. I forgot since what year, but I just read something. It was like, I mean, I knew the ratings were great. It was the highest ratings for the first season, for the first episode. And I think, I don't know how many years, but a a lot.
3: Honestly, David, it doesn't hurt that there's no television and that the writers and actors are on strike. There's very little um, in the form of entertainment. To watch right now. The options are pretty slim. So I'm glad. That their ratings were great. But they're getting kind of lucky. Right now because TV sucks.
0: Well also what no one. To your point about not having anything. What no one's talking about is like. Anne Marie Wiley is a new housewife. She does not come until episode six. That is not a good sign. Like that's what happened in season six. With my friend Catherine Edwards. Like she was tied to like Faye. And OJ but like. When, you're, when the ship has sailed and someone has introduced episode six, no, I don't know the logistics of when they hired her. To me, they, that says the ship sailed without her and we were five episodes in and we said, there's nothing here and right. we better go to our our next first choice of who we said no to and we better give a contract and bring her in right away. I they am have to, convinced they have that to, They
3: have to bring in a villain either to stir things up or to re- replace a housewife that just isn't interesting that people aren't responding to. And
0: she apparently gets into it with Crystal later in the season. I'm sure
3: she does.
0: (laughs) It's really the best thing that happened for Crystal. Like, great, you have someone to spar with over something.
3: I I sort of feel badly for Crystal because she seems like a nice person. She's a little boring, but a nice person. And if she can bait Crystal into an altercation, uh, that'd probably be great For Crystal's paycheck, but not great for her as an individual. So I hope Crystal's very careful and aware of that. In reality, television producers set up scenes to be explosive.
0: Yeah, she doesn't seem like she seems in, but not too far in that she can't.
3: She's playing it safe, and I you see a lot of housewives come in, and they're like, "No, I'm not going to get too dramatic. It's going to be fine. I'm just going to be on there and." You know, people know who I am. It's going to help our brand. It'll help you at work. And then they end up taking the gloves off and going all in. So,
0: right. I mean, Rinna wasn't wild in the beginning. She just was doing her job. But then somehow it just went more and more and more right. until they were like, keep going, girl. And then they were like, you're gone. We're done.
3: They get paid more when there's turmoil. So, first of all, Rinna went through something with her mom. And I'm sure the last thing they want is a storyline. <laughs> I know this is terrible, but is somebody grieving a death?
0: Yeah, they they definitely don't want that.
3: They they the viewers that watch the show are the ones that want the drama. They want the relationship tension. They want to see that. They want the payoff. And Rin is going to be going through processing her grief. She should do it privately. But I could see why leaving would work for her and maybe benefit her later because they'll probably offer her a lot of money to come back. Kyle's not going to be interesting without Maurizio. If he's gone, who's going to even pay attention to Kyle? I mean, she's just not that interesting. I feel bad for her there, but it is what it is. And having money doesn't make you... Uh, happy and eliminate all of your personal problems so it's great that she could afford to rent a plane or whatever to fly her friends to vegas that's great but that doesn't mean she's happy behind closed doors Uh, a lot of people on television are actually some of the most unhappy people we see as we've learned over the years with comedians who commit suicide or come out later and say you know I've never been more miserable than when I was on top Um, we just saw that Matthew Perry you know he was saying that he could tell by certain seasons where he was in his depression and what he was going through with his addiction so it's not all flowers and hearts just because you're famous and it's a lot to navigate so I hope that Crystal and the women that are on the show are taking inventory of their soul as they go through this. Cause I really liked Garcelle. She seemed very real and I could tell she's a great mom that she actually really cares about how her boys feel. So there's some realness to it, but I've, I've noticed that on housewives, they tend to want to bring in the people who are part of the turmoil and not the niceness as much.
0: It is ironic that we're saying this, but I agree. I mean, Garcelle is an actress, but I agree with you. I think she understands this assignment. Look, she yeah. will speak up when she needs to, but I do believe that she's like, okay, I'm an actress. Right. This is not an acting job. I'm hired right. for real. I, I really think she understands it, and she is like, I could act, but that's not this job that I was hired for. I mean, she was also on, you know, on she had the real, which was a talk show. I think Garcelle understands, like, could compartmentalize and is like, this is not an acting job. I have many of those. This is not that. I'm supposed to be real.
3: Well, when her sons are around, you could really see that maternal love and sincerity come out in her of her concern about her children. And I do appreciate that. I think it's a nice contrast on the cast. That they're showing that. And then you have. um all of the drama going on with everybody else's lives. So I think all of these women love their children. I just, with with Garcelle, I really felt like she was dialed into them and carried that mom guilt that we all get from working uh, to yeah. build our career and having to sacrifice some moments with our children And then our children letting us know that we weren't maybe there at that time, as much as they would have liked us to be. Um, Fortunately, I didn't have that. My girls were amazing. They're like, I don't remember you being gone. You were always there. I'm like, Oh my God, bless your heart. Because I was, I was on tour. I was gone, but um, that's how they remember it. And I'm grateful for that. But with Garcelle, her boys, they're at a very feisty age of 15. (laughs) And I, Hope that a lot of the moms out there who have had 15-year-old sons let her know that 15-year-olds are just all about their own life and their own world. And if they can make you feel badly for it, they will because it's currency for them. They can get what they want. It's part of the manipulation of teenage That's that's what teenagers do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you think, cause you said control, like with Mauricio, like I, I never saw that, but I saw it in that scene where he's like, I don't know the words he used, like poo bear or where he's like, he got a lot of flack online where he's like, you're not allowed to get another tattoo or whatever he mm-hmm. said. I started seeing this whole like different, that scene to me was like, I'm like, wow, is this really the dynamic of their relationship? Cause I never realized that.
3: Well, I don't think you were ever allowed to maybe see that before. Um, I know that he's lived part of his life with her has been very secretive. I have to go to Mexico. I've got to go on this trip and she's not there and she doesn't know what happens when he goes there. And a lot of people would say, well, she trusts him. It's like, well, that's great. But why wouldn't he want her there with him? And this last time last week, she had said she didn't want to go. Because I think, and I can only say this being somebody who's been married 30 years, I think at some point she had to stop caring because it hurt for too long. You cry, cry in your pillow, you get, you go through it. And I think she got to the point where she just didn't care if he went to Portugal or wherever he was going to go without her. Like she didn't even want to go, even though he said, you can come. I think she just was over it by that point, but I, he run, he's been running that household and what he wants, for instance, this was, God, this had to be first season, but she had said to him at one point, I want another child after they had the Porsche, I think is her name. And Um, He was like, yeah, no more kids like I don't want any more kids and she's like, well, it's not up to you. And so there's been this dynamic between the two of them for a long time this push pull of who's going to get their way as well. So I think you've got two people who want uh, control butting heads at times, which isn't totally unusual in marriages, but we're watching theirs on television so it's a little different. And I don't think he heard her all those years when she was hurt, when she was sad, when she felt lonely, when she felt rejected. And I don't think he heard her. And so now she's kind of making him pay in a way. And she's like, well, publicly, I'm going to say whatever I want. And she is. Bless you. And she is. And I don't think he knows how to react to that, which is why you're seeing him look so quizzically and confused at her when she snaps back at him.
0: Uh, yeah, to that point, I just feel like, are we watching a woman who is, like, in her mid to late 50s, finally for the first time? Like, because this is how I see it. And I this is my own backstory. Like, you know, you grow up with Big Kathy, and Big Kathy was controlling and wanted, you know, taught the girls from a young age that, like, money is all that matters. Well, and her that's-
3: mo- their mother... Yeah. Kathy that too. Yeah. That came from somewhere. And Kathy's an eldest child. Eldest children are overachievers and tend to respond to the parents more. So I think the dynamic you're seeing is Kathy is a lot like her mom.
0: Right. So it started with a mother, she was controlling, and and then to have this with Kathy. And I feel the culmination with Kathy was last season. Like at that, you, you watch the reunion. They, they've had problems before, but this, other than running into each other at award shows, Paris is this, like they really have no relation. Yes, of course. They're cordial when they see each other. Sure. They smile. They take a picture together. That takes three seconds Right. so to me, I feel that Kyle, just, this is my analysis. Like when you're under a lot of control of a lot of people and for whatever happens, you're just like, this fucking feels good. Like you, it that outweighs the fact that that's your sister. She's like, cause look, we all have family members that you're like, it doesn't matter if it's your family. Like this just isn't working. Right. So I feel that this is just me that I read the energy of like, she did that with Kathy, like broke away. And is like, oh, wow let's just keep going. You know, we now with Mauricio, it's like, well, I've been under your control too, for all these years. And now, so that's how I see it. Maybe she's just for the first time figuring out like who Kyle is. And it's like, welcome to the world, Kyle. This is, it's a great life. If you live for yourself, right.
3: Finding her voice. Sure. I, I could see that. And, um, With her sister, I would say the dynamics of the family has been very, and this is why I took our daughters out of Beverly Hills after that, because I didn't want them to grow up to be that. But there is a culture of raising your daughters to marry famous and wealthy men. And so I think that Kathy, that's how she was raised. That's how they were all raised. You can truly see when Kyle's hurt. By Kathy when Kathy takes a tone with her or hugs her and Kyle will fall apart you know and cry but the interesting thing for me is Kim because we had Kim on the show for I don't know how many seasons she was actually on but you're watching headlines of her being thrown out of like the Beverly Hills Hotel like the you know for drinking or whatever was going on with her and having some addiction issues going on. And Kathy stepped in to help Kim. Kyle kept the camera rolling for that. And if it was my sister or brother, I would have not had them on the camera knowing that they had issues already because I wouldn't want to make it worse. So I think it's really hard for them to figure out the dynamic of what a family with backbone looks like and feels like like an everyday American family that has that structure to it because I don't think they had structure.
0: Right. And it's all they know. Like if you, you know, I live here, but I also live in New York and I mean I'm not married, but you moved to Arizona. Like I think if you are a true Beverly Hills family, second, third, fourth generation, right? I mean right. I I, I see it here all the time. Like you mm-hmm. just don't know And you don't know what's happening in middle America and how like a real family is living. Like your view is just not that you've never had it.
3: And I was born and raised in Scottsdale, Arizona. So I already had that upbringing, even though I think I don't think there's any perfect family. But I grew up with strong women and the guy the the men were fun and uh, granddad was strong and Uh, rolled with the iron fist. And you have like that normal sort of, you're not being raised to marry rich and famous guys. You're being raised to be happy and to figure out who you are. And it does seem to be a bit of a different dynamic there, which is why people will see so much nepotism in Beverly Hills, where you see one famous family marrying into another famous family and you see all the overlap that goes on between them that's what they're around but it's also they're encouraged to uh, to have that life
0: it's just all you know and I'm not even coming for her but like right. now I mean Phoenix Paris Hilton's son I mean it's he's not going to grow up like as if he lives in Phoenix Arizona it's like yeah no. you are gonna just by osmosis be taught that these are the things that matter and i'm not even coming for paris yeah. i love No, i it hear just what you're is saying. what it is it's just
3: i've been to paris's house i mean i know her i don't know if kyle knows how but apparently I... oh yeah my friend uh perla and her husband slash lived right across the street from from her house so we'd go over there and i'd play with her animals and we'd hang out but it's fine. Anyways, um. I would say also the fact that Paris was she 40 when she had him.
0: Something like that. Yeah. She's 40 there, now. Like there's, around a, there. There.
3: there's a difference in moms and moms out there. will hear what I'm saying between young moms and the older moms. The young moms can run after the kids. You can get down on the ground with them. You're a little bit more like slap in the hand. Don't do that. Like you're always there. But when you get older, you do get a little lazier and letting them do what they want. And I have friends that have had children older and I do see there's less discipline often. And I don't mean that's everybody, but I'm just saying it's more likely. But I, I don't think that's a concern for Paris. You know, she wasn't looking to settle down in her 20s and have that life. She, her sister did that. Nikki. Yeah. Um, but I also think I see a lot of women that are going to turn 40 and they immediately are like, ah, I got to have a kid. And they have the child for the sake of being able to. And you have to be very careful with how you raise that child so they don't grow up to be an asshole, honestly.
0: And I think two things could be true. Like you look at like Kim Kardashian, like I think she's a good mom. Like she just scolded her son saying he like flipped off the paparazzi. Kim went crazy. Like, you know, she's, so I think you, she's, It's as normal as can be. Mind you, Northwest just did her first. I think she got her first solo cover on a magazine, and her plan in life is to take over Skims and Yeezys. And I'm sure that, look, who's going to take over Skims? It will be Northwest. That's not a normal thing that most children are experiencing when your mother's a billionaire. But I think. How old is she? I think she's like 12, 11, 13.
3: Okay, but normally she, at that but age. They, they
0: are disciplines, but yes, I mean, you're not getting But it. at
3: that age, you're trying to figure out usually who you are and you're being raised to figure out what your path is going to be, not, hey, you have no path. You're here to take over my company when you're older. That's your job. So, I mean, that's awfully young to already have that sort of written in stone that that's going to be her path. I don't think that's fair to her.
0: Right. And I think she was asked it, but I think, I mean, if you're answering that, obviously it comes from somewhere. It's She's heard
3: it. She's, ar- she's already heard that from someone in her family. So it's... kids, kids don't just come up with that.
0: It's just like, every time I interview someone, you know, like you mentioned with Denise Richards, like I think before we got on, like when I interview, I've interviewed so many people that were like child stars in the eighties. Yeah. And like, I always ask them, like, I mean, you obviously understand, like your they all agree. They're like, yeah, I mean, my parents wanted money period. Like at, listen, at 10, 11, that's one thing. But when, when you tell me you started acting at like three, you did not decide you wanted to do this. Your parents just did it. And you made a ton of money. Sure. It's it's a win win for everyone, but like it's that's such a di- interesting dynamic to me.
3: I know that was an important thing with the, our television show medium because our by that point the actresses there was a percentage of their paychecks that was held back to take care of them later in life, so that the parents couldn't spend it all. But back in the eighties, the parents were just blowing the money All and there was that. nothing set aside for the child actors. And it was so terrible. So I'm glad at least now that they set it aside so that they have some security.
0: That is good. Because even from the nineties, most of the eighties and nineties actors I talked to, and especially when, when I do it in studio, I mean, yeah. a lot of them are pulling up in like these cars that are falling apart. Like, and I'm not even being a snob. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like, the the public's perception of you is that you're loaded and like we're not all like jennifer and like yes the the friends are set for life the people on modern family are set for life seinfeld like it got it changed later in the game of how resilient people from big bang theory friends
3: friends is a particular that's that's its own class i mean they're adults also so yeah they got points on the show So they made a lot off the show. I think they got points. If they didn't get points, they got paid so much money per episode. Yeah. A million dollars. They were able to invest it and still have money coming from that. But I'm friends with Charles Shaughnessy who was on the nanny. He was the, he played the millionaire on the nanny and they didn't get points then. Yeah. When, when that was all happening. So I know a lot of actors that just got the shaft and it's, it's on it's sad it's sad um ironically a little piece of trivia the twins that jennifer aniston the twins that played her daughter on friends the infants yeah in the pilot episode of medium played my youngest daughter (laughs) really so much overlap but their parents thought this show would be a little maybe too dark and so They were replaced by another set of twins that played my younger daughter, my youngest daughter. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a good little piece of trivia
0: for you. So they actually pulled them out of it because they thought Medium would be too dark.
3: They were just in the pilot episode, so that was fine. Um, They were, yeah, they were toddlers
0: at that time. So interesting. Do you think like Kathy and Kyle are done for real? Well, isn't that an interesting question? We are about to get into that in so much more. We're about to talk about the actual episode more. We talk about, you know, Allison knows Dr. Jen. That's right. She knows Erica's psychiatrist. The one who's trying to teach her about empathy. I mean, is there anyone in Beverly Hills, Allison doesn't know? She reveals this on a text to me the other day. And I'm like, wait a second, slow down. You know, Dr. Jen? I don't know. I'm kind of obsessed with this scene about Erica learning about empathy for the first time. We talk about Morgan. Somehow the conversation goes back to her original dinner party from hell. And we talk about the rumored upcoming dinner party from hell, Denise versus Erica. Oh, we are just getting started. We have so much to talk about with Miss Allison Dubois. It's a Beverly Hills extravaganza. Part two is coming very, and I mean very. It's coming this week. Okay. You guys happy? Very soon.